0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit clarity to prosperitycom
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break. Great to see you all. Hope you are having a fantastic middle of September somehow already. Football season's back. Leaves are changing. I think it's it's just my favorite time of year. So some of you might even be drinking some pumpkin spice lattes right now. That's it's back at Starbucks, I hear. So great to see everybody. Uh, delighted to have uh, Art Snarzik joining us. You know, this is a, I think this is a topic, Carl. You can probably chime in here too. But like, I think this is a topic that we get asked a lot about because I think it's so critical. And the topic is, you know, how to find and hire the the next rainmaker into your firm. So so for those of you that are office owners and you know you're you're really looking to make that that critical hire, the person that's going to come in and help elevate your company, help you maybe scale back some of your workload, be another rainmaker in your office. It's such a critical hire and and, and one that I think brings a lot of concern, a lot of trepidation, and just just you know really some some things that I think people sometimes do wrong. So Art, you know, glad, glad to have you here. Carl, I know you've had these conversations over and over again through your ambassador calls. So with that, Art, I'm going to turn it over to you, I'll let you maybe just introduce yourself, tell, tell us a little bit about kind of what you do, how you help advisors. And then, you know, again, this is an open forum, we'll, we'll call on you. Then I have some questions, obviously, as we go along, Art. So let, let me pa- pass the baton over to you or pass the coffee cup over to you and just tell us a little about
2: what you do and, and kind of how you help advisors with this process. Happy to you. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, Hi, everybody. Good morning. My name is Art Snarzik. I'm a mentor for C2P uh, in the Mentor Connect. I own interview advisors and I help businesses attract and hire and manage ideal people. We really want people to be happy in the workplace and uh, owners to be happy and make sure that everybody's running seamlessly. And we do that with assessment tools and our understanding of people. We promise to give you more insights about people than you can get anywhere else. And was fun developing the right fit advisor program with C2P, where we assessed many of the top and bottom performers to figure out what are the traits of high performers and what are some of the traits that lead to, I don't know, unsuccessful advisors so that we could kind of get a benchmark and we created some benchmarks. So some of the stuff I'm doing with C2P has been fun to create a a benchmark and a tool for you guys to understand what to hire. Caleb you had had questions on how to find people on where. How to hire them the finding is the tough part right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's
1: start with the assessment tools and you mentioned that like you know if someone's looking to make that hire where, where do they kind of start that process and you mentioned the right fit advisor program but where would you start you know obviously before you're getting into you know posting jobs and doing all that stuff i'm sure there's some prep work that goes into that so what's kind of the first steps in that process
2: yeah, the first steps are not assessments. Those are usually on your last step. I usually break hiring into three steps. One, the first step being clarity. That's, that's the paramount. You have to be clear about what you want. We all want an advisor, but this advisor may work in this firm, but not in your firm because of a cultural mismatch or maybe just a disagreement in sales style or philosophy. So getting clear about what you mean about an advisor. Are they a hunter or a farmer? You know, are they somebody who wants to go out and chill the big deals or network and just allow sales to come to them? Are they going to do a lot of administrative stuff, a lot of phone stuff or, you know, webinars? So those kinds of things will tell you more about the job, which will lead you to say what kind of attributes and traits do I need in the person that's going to do that job? Do they need good project management and time management or presenting skills or negotiation skills? So clarity is your first step.
1: So... so and they, they think that's huge. Now you mentioned culture. I, I think that's a common one that's maybe missed. That that you know, just just because you need to want to hire an advisor doesn't mean they're automatically going to plug into your culture. Is what? How does it? You know, how does somebody kind of assess what they they're looking for? Is it just a conversation that they have with you on Mentor Connect? Is there some prep work they can do before that process? How how should they kind of maybe start to identify? You know, what would be a right fit?
2: Yeah. Culture is one of those mushy words that's tricky to define, right? Does culture mean ice cream days and you know, lazy Fridays? I, culture means, do you value the things that I care about? Do you want to build the same kind of financial planning advisory firm that I want to build? And if you love the things I love, well, then I love you. If, you don't, or if you're don't, if you not driven to achieve the kind of life that I think is ideal, then I don't understand you. So that's what culture is. Are we like-minded in our in our vision for life? We might even go about getting that in different styles. We might have a different disc style or behavioral style or Colby style, but as long as you share the same values as I do. So culture is really understanding your values and you can use this. You can use assessments to really hone in and discover more about what your values are to really, you know, what you want out of life, but assessment tools can help you drive those. A quick story. I was working with a, um, a C2P member just last week and we're in the final phases of hiring and they have a fantastic candidate. And we ran them through the uh, Hunter profile for the Right Fit Advisor program. And it was an excellent fit. Now that program, we created a benchmark. It was kind of an industry benchmark for C2P. What does C2P's best financial advisors, what what is their makeup? Well, they fit, this candidate fit perfectly. However, we also assessed the workers inside of that firm and the that person that we were going to hire would be perfect for many firms in C2P, just not this firm. Because this firm has a slightly different value set. They're more passionate about some servitude and belonging to the community than maybe some other advisory firms. And it would have just been a mistake. And had they hired the person who was highly skilled, who would interview well, who is going to be a financial advisor, they would be had some pain and frustration in a few months. So we were able to uncover that in our discussion to say this is a great advisor. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to give you the name of that person for the top bidder because they're going to be a great advisor, just not in <laughs> that
1: firm. We'll, we'll, we'll bid that one out at the end of at, at the end of today's coffee break.
0: Yeah. So Art was talking about us. Um, that candidate. <laughs> that's okay. I outed ourselves. She just she fell in her lap. Her ex mother in law suggested her. She has her license, insurance license for annuities and life, and she didn't really have that much experience. But she seemed like a go-getter, and when we interviewed her, gosh, she was like an hour and a half. Leonard was interviewing her, and then after she left, we're both looking at each other like there's there's something we can't put our finger on it. But you know, on she looked really good, but there's something. Yeah. So then I suggested right. to Leonard. I said, "Well, why don't we do that assessment? You know, we'll uh, set up a mentor connect." So we did all that, and when Art walked us through it, the assessment was not what got her. You know, the, didn't get her the job, but that was just the final piece to con- what we already were feeling. Art was able to put it into words what it was that we saw was missing during the interview. Right. And that was very helpful.
1: Fantastic. That's a, a great you. story of using the Mentor Connect <laughs> portal perfectly, Lisa, so thank you for sharing that. I want, I want to just yeah, give a little... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Jason.
3: Yeah, maybe. We've we hired a slew of people at J.L. Smith over the last six months. We've hired like uh, four client service associates, you know, and a paraplanner and a Rung3 advisor. So we've been, we've just been going through a lot of this and just kind of sharing some of the kind of things we're looking for. So even going back to some of the terminology of like the hunter versus farmer, you know, I've even a little bit tweaked almost the wording of that. It's like, you know, whether they're hardwired for hunting or farming, because I think like, yeah, some people are not hardwired for hunting. For example, if they're not a DI on the disc profile, you know, the D is more like a uh, direct and, you know, they're going to be somebody who kind of won't take no for an answer. And the I is an influencer, more of a people person. So we, we typically always look for an I, if they're going to be a financial advisor. But the D is like a little bit more of that closing gene and a little bit of that hunting gene. But, you know, one of the things we've kind of realized, though, too, is, you know, we have some advisors that don't have that D, don't have that hunting gene that are extremely successful right? Like Jeff Ornkin a good example of it. And so now Jeff doesn't necessarily want to go out and do a bunch of networking and business development, but he's a killer farmer and a killer financial advisor. So just being aware of what you need and want, you know, in your firm, if you're okay with being the business development person, or you just want an advisor to come in and help service existing book of business and you're going to take care of the marketing and the business development and kind of feed them. And there isn't an expectation that they go out, need to go out and hunt. It's okay that they don't have that D. So, you know, in, in looking at the four client service associates, which are four young gentlemen that are all going to be like future financial advisors, and that's why they're being hired you know, we, you know, there's some of them have the D, some of them don't, you know, like the the D and the disk profile. And we're okay with that. And I think like some of the criteria too, that may be helpful to some of you, as you're considering is, you know, when somebody is introduced to us as a stranger, meaning that, you know, we elicit the help of, art or a recruiting firm or whatever it might be, or run LinkedIn, ad, you know, or run ads and meet strangers, right? Like we, you know, we dive a lot deeper in In one of the key things we're looking for is actually like what extracurricular activities they were involved in in college. Like specifically, we, we really like college athletes, right? Sure. There's a certain gene Right. Like number one, if you're, if you work your ass off that hard to be a college athlete, you have, you check that box that you're willing to put in hard work. You're also successful. Like you're a rainmaker in your own regards. And in, in, in that way, right. You've become a rainmaker. You become like a really valuable, like employee that's or team member producing results. So, like, we really look for that collegiate athlete background. and But if it's somebody who was referred to us and we know them, it was a client, somebody a client referred in, somebody an employee referred in, then it's like they know that person really well. And we're not as worried about, like, kind of like that college athlete piece of it as a criteria. But we're almost making it, like, an exception to the rule, like if they weren't a college athlete, because it's just like a great filter to know that, you know, they have that gene in them to work that hard and become successful.
2: Jason yeah. is always impressive with the breadth of and depth of knowledge. You really get all this assessment stuff. And the question that you're asking is with with the assessments we're using, we're not just using one piece. We're using four different assessments to measure someone from different angles. How do they behave with this? What are their values with their driving forces? What are their skill sets? And then how do they think well? And from looking at all these different angles, we get to uncover those things. And the question, Jason, if you don't know it with clarity, when you're asking about sports, people who perform in sports, they usually have high individualism to them which happens, and that's like an independence, kind of a a winning kind of person. And that happens to be one of those value systems that comes up in both a farmer and a hunter's profile. Interestingly, the farmer and the hunter's profile has the same values. People who want to create ROI almost at every moment of their life, they wake up thinking, how am I going to get to work faster? How am I going to squeeze that lemon a little bit more? And they also want a little bit of a Maverick. Don't ask me how I did it. Just watch me, you know? So both of those are kind of like those values, but their disc styles are very different. Hunter is more of the DI that Jason said, and farmers are going to be more of an SI, which is more of a a nurturing, friendly, friendly without the push where the DI is going to be the, how do I get you in the leather package today?
3: Yep. You know, and our, the other thing, and, and you may have heard me talk about this before, but every one of the new people that we're hiring, it doesn't matter if they're a rung one client service associate or rung two paraplanner or or a rung three advisor, the message is the same. And and I talk about Malcolm Gladwell and where he, t- where he talks about the 10,000 hour rule and you know the things that you need to do and you know i let them know that they're in control of their own career their own destiny how much money they make it's going to be ultimately how hard they work you know i mean if you think about like kind of you know boiler room wall street style i mean they're working 100 hour weeks and you know if you think about the 10,000 hour rule right a typical 40 hour work week times 50 weeks in a year assuming a couple weeks of vacation that's 2,000 hours, it's gonna take five years to basically to get to a level of competency where you could even possibly be at mastery, right? Where you could really do a great job. And so like when we look at this career path, you you need to spend about 10,000 hours in the backstage, listening, learning, helping, getting licenses, designations, all those things, before you're gonna be able to be successful in the front stage as a financial advisor. And we explain that And I explained it, you know, every one of the new employees that come on board, I do a one-on-one session with them where I tell them about the history of the company and everything else. And I always explain this 10,000 hour rule. And I explained to them, like, there is no right or wrong answer. One of the things I love about the young generation is they're pretty good at work-life balance, right? They Mm -hmm. really prioritize like their own health and their mental health. And that's great. But there are some of them that just want to make as much money as they can, as fast as they can. They want to move up the career path as fast as they can. So you, those high performers are those people that are very motivated to move as fast and as high as they can. Like you want to be able to give them that information of how they can get there. And I use that 10,000 hour rule as an example. I mean, if you work 40 hours a week, it's probably going to take you about five years before you're going to be at a point where you can successfully be a financial advisor meeting with clients on your own. But if you are working 80 hours a week, it doesn't mean you're in the office 80 hours a week, you're getting licenses, designations, listen to podcasts, reading books, you're attending workshops, uh, joining Toastmasters, there's a million things you can do. But if you do that 80 hours a week, you're talking about two and a half years. And so you're in control of your own destiny, that's why I love the five rungs of the career path because you have a visual to show them how they can work their way up those rungs, and it's in their hands.
2: Yeah, and I I, I agree. You know, if the number is off by a thousand, I don't know, but uh, that's a, that's a good rule of thumb for all of us. It takes some time and to get our expertise. I think a challenge that I see with many advisors is, you know, we decided we need somebody right now. You know, it's now's the time. We've waited too long, and now's the time. So you're I see a lot of advisors who hope that they put in their 10,000 hours somewhere else. And then I get to attract all that experience. And And that that, worked, you know, at the end of
3: the day, that works. I mean, I, it's great when they have some experience at rung one and you can hire them in at rung two. It's even better if they have experience at rung one and two, and you can hire them in at rung three. Where it gets tricky in my experience is hiring a lead advisor at rung four, because they have a lot of bad habits already. That's hard to curve. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's an old saying that says, if you don't train your people, then their last employer was your training department. Yeah. Right. So unlearning some of that stuff, 10,000 hours in the wrong environment and then coming over here is not good.
0: Built on the foundation of the award winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's com forward slash offer.
1: So it's question, a question to, to, to both of you, you know, Jason, you mentioned kind of finding people, you mentioned LinkedIn, you mentioned uh, referrals from from clients from other people. Uh, so I guess to you first are you know we we talked very briefly at the very beginning about maybe some of the challenges of finding the right candidates. What are you seeing? Maybe people be the most successful? Like is it is it referrals? Is it you know LinkedIn? Is it you know what what are what are they using? And I know a lot of people. That's the hardest part is kind of finding that candidate.
2: It is, and just like your business, you grow your employees. The best ones come through referrals. So making your, your offer very clear to people so that people can be on the lookout. We're growing and hiring. We're looking for this kind of person. If you can describe that young person who, who wants a career and is interested in these things, who wants to kind of control their own destiny and their own top line, those are the words you should be putting out and sharing with your network so that they can be supporting you and pouring in. So that's the best place to go is, is your warm connections.
3: Yeah. Existing employees, I agree with you hundred percent or like some of our best people, our best people have come from existing employees and existing clients. That's They they know our culture. They know who we are. And, And I do want to add a tidbit, like look at your website. Every one of you need to be looking at your website right now and think about if you were not a client, but a potential employee and you looked through all the tabs in your website, is that look like a fun, engaging, upbeat, like exciting environment where you have a career path in front of you. Like if, if it doesn't, then you need to add a tab to your website and make it look that way. You need pictures, you need, you know, you need, if you're involved in any kind of charity or community event, get those up on your website. Show who you are, show what your culture is, because recruiting talent, which is employees, is just as important as recruiting advisors. And too many people miss
2: that and miss that opportunity
3: to, you know, to portray the right image.
2: Yeah, online. having good cultural information on your website is fantastic. So they can research you. If they come in warm, they they might not even look at that. Don't look at the website as your silver bullet. It's probably not gonna drive a lot of applicants, but it's a place for them to go and vet you. Being a uh, group, uh, guerrilla marketing is the way to go. Is through your own channels to, to really talk to your client base and say, hey, we're growing again. And defining that person. I think one of the big challenges is young people don't know that this is an amazing career. When you were 10 years old, you didn't raise your hand and say, I wanna be a financial advisor. Right? It, kind of came a different way for all of us so how but you love some things about it if you can define what those things are and put those in your advertising or your communications to other people if you're young and you're looking for this kind of thing and I think you can explain what's important to you and they can relate to that and say that's something I'd consider this is a long game though right I I think many of the advisors I speak with they they want them coming in already licensed and ready to rock and roll, sit down and plug in. Maybe I'll train them a little bit on some, you know, some bucket planning and things like that. But that's that's a, a, definitely a longer play. And you might have to do more work and effort to really be reaching out or hire a recruiter of sorts to, to do the reaching out.
1: So Charlie has a question, Chad. And so, so Jason, you mentioned obviously the athlete angle. Is there any other industries that you see maybe a lot of overlap? You know, outside of the financial services, or maybe people, somebody's making a career change, but it does plug in nicely to uh, what we do on the financial planning and in the wealth management side of the business.
2: Yeah. So interestingly, the benchmarks for C two P came out predictably like most benchmarks for sales in all industries. It's that high utility, that resourcefulness that I talk about, and that high individualism. Those seem to be the pinnacles for what drives somebody to be a sales superstar. And if it goes too high, almost they become an entrepreneur. So always looking for those things. Of course, there are gonna be some, maybe some easier transitions. Of course, insurance would transition nicely over to this. But look for all sorts of sales where somebody is doing face-to-face contact. And that could be, I don't know, maybe some secret sauce would be those ADP folks. ADP, they're well-trained. You know, I hired for contractors for a while. And what was it? Cutco Closing Gifts. They sell knives, engraved knives. But they have such an amazing training program. They go door-to-door. They teach these kids. That is a such a training program that's an X factor. If I see that on your resume, I know you weren't just a door-to-door knocker. You are a highly skilled sales devil. So look for those kinds of things or maybe other companies that provide good training and try to steal their people away. ADP has some really sharp people, those paychecks, those kinds of companies, and they put a lot of training into those people. Maybe pharmaceutical sales would be a good one.
3: I think our, I, I mean, I think... You know, the key is, Charlie, to, to address your question, too, is you got to think about like people taking a big step back in compensation. Now, if they had a couple years, couple few years of sales experience, great. Or even customer service experience that's relevant to this business, right? I mean, that's really great, too. But at the end of the day, if they if they're doing a career change and they've been doing something else. And you're going to have to plug them in probably at a rung one to learn the basics. And then they're going to have to work their way through getting licenses and designations and learning how to do financial planning in rung two before they can go to rung three. So that's from a compensation standpoint, it's tricky to compensate somebody enough to be able to go through those few years that they need to go through to get their hours in to be a competent financial planner. Now, on the other hand, if you were having somebody join you as more of a business development officer, they don't need to become, learn how to be a holistic financial planner and get all licenses and designations and go through all that training that's necessary. They could plug right in and apply their sales capabilities. But to be a holistic financial planner, it takes a lot. So it's hard to switch industries if you were careers, if you're already well on your way, because you're probably making a lot of money. So you're going to be asking them to take a big step backwards.
1: Great point. Here. Carl, I mean, you have something you wanted to share? Is we got yeah, yeah, I would uh, like to thank Art for, for helping me uh, analyze some of the people that I've been working with. One of the things that Art offers, uh, personality tests, uh, which he initially did for myself. And then for candidates, we put them through And then what Art does on a conference call is take the results of my test to the results of the candidate's test to determine where there is a fit and possibly a no fit and maybe doing appointments together. And it's been really, really, really helpful. Uh, I'd certainly recommend that. And book Art on a Metric Connect call. It's free. And uh, he'll definitely give you the right direction and not wasting time on it.
2: Thank you, Carl.
1: We got we got Jason. Any last minutes? Yeah. The one thing I want to add is all of
2: you
3: are salespeople. And, you know, the one thing you got to be careful of is trying to hire someone can become just like another sale. And so you end up like just, it becomes almost a challenge and you just want to hire that person. And sometimes you can make a big, you know, you can make a big mistake. So I would highly encourage you. To utilize these profiling tools, utilize our utilize other resources, have your spouses, have your other team members interview these people, use their spidey sense because you could get caught up in your own like game of just trying to close them and making it a sale for you. So
2: that's scarcity, that- right? I don't want to lose this person. There's not many people out there. So you start to feel that pressure of it. It's a a longer game. Nobody was born a financial advisor and you need a few thousand hours to to even get good. And I think Jason had a good point on showing them their career path and and maybe to alleviate some of like our fears that they won't be here long enough. They'll take our info and go somewhere else. Maybe put some checkpoints in there where they get some bonuses or some longevity rewards. Like if you're here for a year and a half, well then X, Y, Z happens to you.
1: Awesome. Well, Appreciate all of you joining us this morning. That half an hour always goes by so quickly. Have a fantastic finish to your week and and everyone go out there, enjoy football season, enjoy the fall, uh, and we'll see you uh, next Thursday. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
3: At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.